You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Welcome to the Love Seats Comedy Podcast. I am your host, Darcy Silver. In this podcast, we're going to make me funny. That's right. We are going to explore the world of comedy in an attempt for me to get on stage to perform my first stand-up comedy set. UNLV and the Board of Regents are not associated with this podcast in any way, and the material may not be appropriate for all audiences. Listen at your own discretion and enjoy the show. And welcome back. Looking forward to a great episode here. I actually have my first guest with me in the studio. I'd love to introduce you to an amazing comedian and friend, Bill Collins. First guest. That's amazing. That's amazing. I'm glad to be here, Darcy. This is pretty cool. You have little shoes to fill. (laughs) (laughs) So what we're going to do to bring you up to speed is create a comedy set that I'm going to perform live in my first stand-up routine. It is a, a big endeavor. I'm nervous just talking about it right now. I need all the advice in the world and you have a lot to share. (laughs) <laughs> and I want to first give you a chance to introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about your background. Well, uh, let's see. Um, I was an actor from the time I was a kid. I moved out to Los Angeles when I was 21. Uh, got really lucky. Worked a lot for about eight years out of that. And then I uh, got married, moved over to Vegas, and kind of started that life. And now I kind of dabble in it still. You know, I never let it go. Yeah. Just did your commercial last year and then did a couple things last summer. Yeah. We, we've had the opportunity to work together and create some amazing comedy with uh, Patrick Warburton. Absolutely. Pat. Yeah. And you guys actually uh, learned together. Actually, right? we, I, I met in acting class. Um, we went to a guy named Vincent Chase, who was the name for Entourage. And actually, Mark Wahlberg studied with Vincent. <laughs> That's wow. where he got the name Vince Chase to yeah. use. Um, and Pat and I just hooked up right away because we were just, you know, hanging out, partying and going to acting class. Um, both of us kind of did about the same type of work for a while. And then Pat just kind of launched when he got on um, Seinfeld, you know. Yeah. And we've been buddies ever since, you know. Yeah. I was in his wedding. And now they've got like five kids and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> A million voices to share with yeah, the world, yeah. right? In different levels. So I do have to ask you one thing about this show and the whole concept. Um, I, I've known you a little bit and um, you're, not, you're, you're not funny. I know. <laughs> I, I have no sense of uh, comedic ability. <laughs> no, so this, I mean, is, this is a big task that you're going to have to help. This is so impressive. Yeah. You're even doing, I love this. This yeah. is great. I'm I, gonna, and, you know, I'm going to bomb, I'm sure. And that's going to be funny. Uh, Just like when we went to karaoke, (laughs) I'm not a singer either, and I'll be the first to admit that, but I can get up on stage and uh, laugh with the rest of you. Yeah, we all went there last uh, holidays, over the holidays, and did a little karaoke action down on the strip. It was good. Yeah. Yeah, so one of the big things with regards to comedy is improv. Exactly. And here at UNLV, I did an acting class. Mm -hmm. And the way that we would warm up is going through different types of improv activities and having to agree with whatever is thrown out into uh, the scene or the set or the stage. 
And let's try to use that as part of what we're going to create here so that we can integrate different types of comedy into this routine. Improvisation is so important. I don't care what kind of acting you're doing or what kind of performing of any kind, really. If you can be on your feet and think and be quick and spontaneous. I mean, if you're an actor and you're on stage and something happens, guess what? The couch broke. That's the best because it's going to make it more live. You got to improv around it and you use it. Now, the yeah. worst kind of acting is when they just try to ignore it ever happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Think on your feet. No, yeah, this is be. great. Let's do this. This will be fun. Excellent. And you're going to say you knew me when you have your sitcom and you're going to put me on there as like the, you know, you'll be the new Seinfeld and I'll be. The butler. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, what happened to the butler, right? You know, he had to work for him. Yeah. Okay. So we can talk about something else now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so as it relates to improv, right, mm -hmm. we're, we're going to be on stage. How often do you really get audience participation when you think about it, right? There's different types of comics out there. Mm -hmm. A lot of people that need the audience engagement. So as we are talking in this podcast, right, we have an audience of listeners that we just have to imagine who they are, what they look like, how to engage them in a way that they're thinking and getting interacted. Yeah, but you could do it in any situation. We could do it with the two of us. It's a little bit harder, but if somebody was there and we get them on the phone and they throw out, okay, this is where you're at. You're two salesmen in Siberia. Great. You know, you start going with it and yeah. just take it from there. And that's what's so good about improvisation, really. But there's other kind of comedy, too. You got the stand-ups who just do the straight routine and the situational and the jokes. And then you had people like, um, I mean, Robin Williams. I got to see him a few times live at the improv. That man could do his jokes, but he could go off on a routine that somebody's in the audience is saying something, and it'll be the best thing you've ever seen because he was so good and quick on his feet. Yeah. And that's what's important, you know. You got to have fun up there no matter what. Yeah. You know. And you can't replicate that. You can't replicate Every show no, is you different when, when you do that, right? There's a lot of comedians that I've seen where they take your phone away before the show begins because they don't want their material to go yeah. onto YouTube because they want you to come to the show, which everybody should and support live comedy. Uh, but at the same time, you know, they're show after show after show doing something right. that they know by, you know, I had a great routine. acting teacher back in the 80s. His name was Daryl Hickman. Now, he was an old actor from way our, our grandparents' time. He was in The Grapes of Wrath. <laughs> he okay. played the kid. But anyway, the best thing he told me is, look, if you're doing a play and you're going to go out there and it's the same lines every night, it's not going to be the same performance. Because what if one night you just got kissed by somebody you've been dying to kiss and you're walking on stage and you're saying these lines? Or the next night, some guy just punches you in the stomach because it was his her girlfriend that, or his girlfriend that you were kissing. You're going to feel different. Yep. You got to use whatever you're feeling, but still relate to the scene and listen to the person. And I don't know. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you are a Siberian salesman. Okay. And you have to sell me this bottle of water. And we're in the desert. That's easy, my friend. You know why? Because this water is the only water we have in the desert. So I'm going to sell it to you. How much would you like to pay? I'll start the bidding off at 500 Can I give you something else instead of money? What do you have? I have a beautiful girlfriend. Oh, I see what kind of town this is. Are we in Nevada? <laughs> it's legal here in most counties. Yes, my friend, I will consider. Tell me about her. Well, she is about 3'6" about 300 kilos and worth about a Sheva Pruta. You know what I would really like to do? That's a good idea, but I would like to sell you this bottle of water now for 4.99. Ooh. 
No tax, right? No tax. Okay. <laughs> See, well, that's, that's, that's a scene. That's a, I mean, you just go with it. It may not work. It may not. But sometimes you're so out there. And if you have an audience, it's a blast, you know? Yeah. You wouldn't use it so much as what you're doing with the stand-up and doing that. But you got to be able to play with the audience. If they're heckling you or something, be able to come back with them and play with them. Yeah. I mean, well, well that is, in essence, a uh, yeah. unscripted improv. Exactly. When you look at it, right? Mm-hmm. That that whether it's making fun of the audience or just talking to them, right? right they're all there for laughs mm-hmm. and it creates the connection, you know, because of the relatability of it. You know, there's a person sitting there. I'm also sitting there. So that, you know, puts me on the spot with them as if I was the oh, one yeah. being spoken with, you know, how many people go to comedy shows and they want to sit in the back because they don't want that attention at all. Mm-hmm. Right. Others are in the front wanting to feed off it and, you know, maybe heckle away because they think it's, you know, their show and they all of a sudden take charge of it. You know, and it's like, who the heck is it? This person. I think the most important thing you can do when you're telling a joke, because I could give you a joke, I could give 20 people a joke and maybe you'd deliver it and then I'd laugh my ass off. And this guy, well, it's not funny, dude, just delivery. So it's all about the delivery. Yeah. And if you can get a delivery and you're actually being more you, no matter what, if you're mad, angry, what are you going to use? Use it. It'll come off great. You know. Yeah. You know. So, so what's the key to effective delivery then? Uh, wait, wait. Timing. Timing. Time. Timing. 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 Yeah. Timing. Yeah. Well, there's the timing, and then there's the voice, and, and how you you set it. Well, right. Deli- that lead up to it. Yeah, but the thing about it is, you're you're always going to want to know in your mind who you're telling these jokes to. So if it's a specific person, you kind of got it pictured when you're making the joke up. Got it. Okay. And you, I never even thought about that, right? Is thinking well, yeah, about the audience ahead I mean, of time. You're going to s- tell it different. It's a, a buddy in a club as opposed to telling it, you know, at the local synagogue or something. You know? Yeah. It's going to be <laughs> so slightly different. Rabbi. And this Catholic and this, <laughs> no. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's always about who you're talking to and what they are saying. If there's nobody there, you got to imagine what they're saying. Yeah. Or how they're reacting, because you're reacting. Because acting is reacting, performing is reacting to the audience. Yeah. You know, when, once you're out there and you're on, that's the best, because then you can almost do anything. If the audience is with you and they got them right off the bat, you can get them. Yeah. If you lose them to begin with, it's so hard to get them probably back. Probably impossible. <laughs> There's probably no, yeah. you have to switch up your routine completely, mm-hmm. in essence, right? Yeah, yeah. Because you're just stuck in, in a hole that you're not able to dig out of. Right. You know? Yeah. How do you, how would you deal with that situation? Right. You have to have, I mean, everybody's been there. Everybody bombs. Yeah. You got to bomb once or twice. You got to, cause and no matter what, if, if you don't, then you're not going to experience, you know how bad it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not my first time. I did. Be a bomb, but we had we'll Bud see. Friedman from the improvisation. And so he was friends of our acting coach back in the eighties. Pat's Pat's acting coach too, Vincent Chase. And, uh, we did a stand up night and I don't do stand up. I do improv. And that I bombed. <laughs> I got up there and bombed in front of Bud Friedman. Uh-huh. So he owned all the improvs. I, <laughs> luckily, I knew him and he knew me. I was a better at, you know, at the acting at that time. And this is like when I was in my 20s. Yeah. You know, I've gotten much better. So, so what did you learn from that experience? I don't know. I just felt like I was so unprepared to be out there in front of who I was in front of. Uh-huh. Where so now, you didn't know now the I don't care. Now I don't care. I think yeah. I, I cared more and I was a little bit. You know, it just comes with doing stuff for so long. Yeah, the butterflies in your tummy. Oh, yeah. Especially, okay, this is Bud Friedman. He's like with all the improvs. It's just our acting class, but he's here. It's yeah. like, what are you going to do? <laughs> and I tried to tell jokes instead of doing like me, and mm-hmm. it just didn't come off good. Yeah. Yeah. I got a courtesy laugh. 
a, a little applause, so, <laughs> you know. We'll, but it does. It makes you stronger, whatever you do, you know. Yeah. 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 I feel like me as a character, when I do stuff, I'm so much better now and comfortable with it. Is there anything from that routine you still use? No. Not from that one. I mean, there's stuff I've used over the years I use all the time. Yeah. No, that was just a, a class before I was really... I was green. <laughs> Real, totally green. Yeah. <laughs> it was an opportunity I should have waited for. <laughs> yeah. Right. So thinking about this, right? So we're going to be in an audience situation. Uh-huh. I imagine there's going to be college students, locals, people here in Las Vegas, tourists, uh, a mixed audience because that economy well, show. I think you get more uh, local people here, too. And you got to keep yeah. in mind your audience, too. So, you yeah. Know. Yeah. So talking about Las Vegas mm-hmm. and the things that are happening right around the city there's lots of different things you know obviously the driving here is one of the worst things that have become (laughs) you know they said LA was bad. Well, all those bad drivers somehow moved here because they yeah all they, the construction cones here less we have parking now. tickets. <laughs> we have so much going on in this town. That's why, which is great. Yeah, you know, it, it's how it is, right? We got NASCAR. Or sorry, we got form, we got Formula so we got, One. Yeah, Formula One. <laughs> Super Bowl. Yeah, the Oakland A's. Yeah, or the Las Vegas Athletics. Yeah, you know, I always was was thinking, you know, if the A's come, uh, the Aviators need to move, and the Salt Lake City Bees should should come here so that we have you know the A's and the Bees. That's a good one. You could use that for your routine, too. Yeah. But the delivery seemed pretty bad, right? <laughs> it's actually a good joke, though. Yeah. No, yeah. It's just, yeah, you'll get it. It's good. That wasn't funny, though. It wasn't funny, right? <laughs> so that was a C. <laughs> C minus. The A's and the B's. That's good, though. The A's and the B's, and yeah. you know, I have the C's. Mm-hmm. Now, how can you take that same joke and, and it deliver funny. it differently? Yeah. Be totally different right now, spontaneous. Just yeah. be, okay. I just called you, a, and you're mad. Are you kidding me? Uh, are you kidding me right now? Don't act. Just be you. Be, be, be mad. Oh, my God. <laughs> you can see it in my face, but you can't hear it in my voice. Yeah, now I'm say the joke. Say the joke. Do the joke. What joke? <laughs> oh, man, it would be great. Oh, man, it would be so good if the Oakland A's uh, were going to move here and the aviators moved away. You know that way? They can move to Salt Lake City, and we'll take the Salt Lake City team, so we'll have the A's and the B's. Still a good joke. We're going to figure delivery, <laughs> and we're going to come back to this at the performance and say how bad it was now and how good it will be when we were deliver it. All right. No, no, it's all in the delivery, though. See how you can do it a totally different way? Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah. And I don't know if that was any better. It probably was much worse. No, I'm just giving you a hard time. It was much worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so kind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, man. It, that's how you do it. You throw them out there. Nothing's going to be great every time. Yeah. It was always famous with Richard Pryor. He'd, he'd come out there and bomb and bomb and get his stuff down and bomb and then boom, you know. Yeah. Because it's like for comedians, when they go to a, like an improv or a comedy store in L.A., that's where they get their work out. Yeah. I mean, they get paid little to go up there. It's more for them to get up there and get the experience and get in front of the audience and you're in L.A., you know. Yeah. And then that's where the stars are made, too. Yeah. You know. The test of the material yeah. in a small audience before they go to the big audience. Right. So we're, we're probably not going to get that chance. We're going to go right up to the big You know, audience. a lot of times, though, in L.A., it was a jaded crowd. So, like, comedians loved working away from L.A. because then you had real people laughing at their jokes and you really got a better thermometer on it yeah i think you'll get that here too with the you know you get a lot of locals and uh not some not as much as the entertainment snobs are going to say oh you're not funny (laughs) yeah yeah exactly right so uh combining together improv with audience participation Mm -hmm. right 
Are there specific things that, that you've seen over time that are ways to kind of naturally combine stand-up comedy with improv as opposed to having to have like a totally set read thing. your audience. I mean, watch it. You know, you see a joke. If it dies, <laughs> sir, was, could you hear me, sir? You know? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> do something like that. Yeah, I don't know if you you're, you remember seeing the old clips of Johnny Carson. Whenever a joke would bomb, he'd either like pull the microphone down and go, <clears throat> "Is this thing on? Hello." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you got to play. You got to make fun of yourself. And you got to kind of be in the moment to know that. Yeah. You know, because so many people try to go recreate how we did it in the rehearsal. You can't, man. Just tell the, you got the material, present it to these people. Yeah. They're reacting differently. You know, sorry, ma'am, your your, uh, blouse seems to be falling down and I can't concentrate on my material here. (laughs) (laughs) You just play with the audience. Yeah. There's a saying, there's nothing new under the sun. So everything is is a reformation of something that existed in the past. And it is about the delivery and timing, right? Mm-hmm. And tying that subject matter back in a way that's relevant to current events, you know, but it's still one and the same from something that's been, you know, going back into the, the stone age of, of, who was it, Johnny Carson? <laughs> yeah, he was Jimmy Fallon back uh, in the 80s and 90s yeah, and 70s. I, I, I've heard of Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> <laughs> And Jimmy Kimmel, of course. Yeah. No, uh, back then there was basically one nighttime late show. And it, it, he's kind of like how Joe Rogan is right now. He can make a comedian's career by getting him on there. Okay. Um, Johnny Carson would say, okay, if he did good, Jerry Seinfeld went on there, did yeah. his jokes. He got called over the couch. It made his career. Nice. Is Joe Rogan a comedian? Kind of, yeah. But he's, yeah. He's got a... Because of his delivery in style? Oh, yeah. Or the people that he has on the show, you know, what, what makes him, I don't know right now. It seems like he's on the pulse of things right now. And it always, it kind of changes yearly and stuff. Yeah. I think back in the eighties, you had a Carson for a comedian. If you did good on Carson, you were great. Mm -hmm. I think right now, if you go on as an unknown, basically a comedian on Rogan, it can make your career because automatically you'd be booked. Yeah. You know, and it's not just him. I mean, there's quite a few, this could Propel store stars such, such as me. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> no, right? You'd never know. Yep. But if you if you deliver things and they're, if you're worth listening to. Your subject matter. You have to be whatever talking about it is, things if, that people no, are you, relating No, you, the person, to. the person giving the joke, you, Darcy yeah. Silver, if you make yourself vulnerable enough to, for us to want to listen to you mm-hmm. and then you start hitting us with jokes, we'll laugh. Yeah. If you don't have that permission beforehand, you may never get us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I hear you. Even if you go out there and do nothing for a minute, it gets their attention. It's like, oh, what's he going to do? <laughs> you know? Right. That, and that's part of the delivery of exactly. it. Exactly. Is capturing the audience's attention. Mm-hmm. And in a very quick period of time, you start to get laughter out of the gate. Right. right? Like a horse race. And if you oh, it's addictive. Once fast, you get one, you'll quick, figure it out. All okay. of a sudden, you slow down by the end, right? You'd have to have that good pace to make it through the end, and then mm-hmm. a, a flash at the finish, right? Right. Now, how long of a routine are you going to do at the end of this? Thirty minutes. That's a long routine. That's that's uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not a five minute warm up or an MC host in between, and you know it's uh, it's going to be a big 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 thing. Good. But yeah, I, I think the the idea of taking what is funny uh, in my life, making exactly. it relatable, right? And talking about it and having great punchlines uh, and tying from one topic to the next right. 
uh, you know, is, is how the structure a, of it should be built. You got to be right? able to tell the story and make people want to listen to it. And if it's funny, they're going to laugh. Yeah. You know? And if it's not, it's a, it's a bomb and a, a learning experience yeah. I, either way. I always get it. Like when these guys want to come over and, you know, the first thing out of their mouth is going to tell you a joke, no matter who they are. You, you, you see these guys in a crowd, right? It's like, their delivery is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, guys, you got to listen to this. Gotta, no. <laughs> You'll get it. You'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. Always, always having to have jokes, right, ready to go for for the audience, and and just kind of, I don't know, I, I think things funny sometimes. It just comes out, you know. Yeah, and and how how often do you think uh, what you say is actually funny? A good ninety percent, no, probably about fifty percent of the time. Yeah, my wife says about ten. <laughs> <laughs> and man, she's generous. <laughs> Thanks, she, Darcy. She, she's a giver. <laughs> what's what's your wife's name? Karen. Oh, wow. That explains that, a lot. No, 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 no. She was Karen before Karen. Oh, Karen. really? Well, I have some funny statistics here about names, because as we think about uh, making this routine, mm-hmm. the first thing that will be obvious to people is is that I'm a man named Darcy. That's right. I am a man named Darcy. Darcy, Darcy. And I think it would come it, off better if you said, I'm a man and my name is Darcy Silver. Hi there. Hi there, guys. <laughs> my name is Darcy. Mr. Darcy, you can call me. Not Mrs. Darcy, like most people write in letters. Dude, Darcy could Ms. be a Darcy. masculine name. It really? is, it is I mean, in, like, ca- in Canada with hockey players. Yeah? Besides that, it's... Uh, Look, I'm trying to think of the famous on. Darcy right now. and I, 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 um, Darcy... Um, Smolin, I knew guys Marcy, Marcy Smolin. Mm. You know, I'm a comedian. Hi. Mar- Marcy Darcy from Married with Children. That, oh, Marcy that Darcy, yeah. That one's probably yeah. the most famous. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm thinking of guys uh, with the name of Darcy. Oh yeah, that's right. Even harder. So you've seen the movie Basketball. So there was one little character there playing basketball. Thank you, Trey Parker and Matt Stone for, for being the first probably to take a man's name <laughs> for Darcy. Of course, it wasn't appropriate what happened to him, and you know, but it was a man nonetheless. Well, I've, I've got one of those names, too. My name's Lester. You know, William Lester Collins. That's, that's a great name. Uh, sounds like a, um, I don't know, somebody would have you know, done something wrong, like John Wilkes Booth or something. Right. <laughs> So Lee Harvey what, what do you think the most popular name is of all time? All time? All time. Bob. Nope. Jim. Nope. Maybe. <laughs> James? James. Okay. Good James. enough, right? Thank you. And and the woman? Gosh. Um, what do you think? Ann. Top woman name. Ann. I can tell you it's not Darcy. <laughs> Top it, top woman it, name but it, is, but it should have been right. Yeah, uh-huh. Mary. Yeah, well, yeah, it makes sense. So all, all the James and Marys out there, that being the most popular number one name, uh, if they're married, they have to like this podcast and share it with other James and Marys. Because oh, I see what we're the doing odds here. would be okay, yeah. the best that they would be. Uh, together, I'm personally. Uh, I always like. Where's Bill on that list? Is it even on the list, Billy? Yeah, of Billy? course. Yep. You have you have lots of William. Uh, those, those names, right? There's some stereotypical Prince names. William, William Shatner. What, what I'd like to see is is bucketing together people that have the same name to see which one gives the most. Uh, you know the the top tier of that person, right? The all the bills in the world, right? What does the stereotypical bill look like? 
when you think about it, right? There's some some names that you can always picture. You know, you we know. gotta get to the future fast because we could do this like on like a live video stream right now, but we can't do it on the future videos and stuff yet. But we will. I mean, yeah, look, a, a, can you imagine a, a, a new Facebook widget of you know of the name buckets? Yeah, and you can do the same thing with ages, right? So everyone born on the same day. Let's oh, they already do that. And if you like in the same year, yeah, yeah, they oh, already listening to things. you. They know this stuff. Oh yeah. I mean, when I turned uh, my age, which I am sixty. Ouch. Oh, <laughs> you, you look like you're thirteen. So that's a, I guess, a good thing. Yeah, if you can only see me off of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so James and Mary are number one, right? Donald and Ashley are number twelve. All the Ashleys are like you, next to Donald. I don't know. Ashley's my daughter's name, so I wouldn't say anything. All the Donalds are like, yeah. <laughs> All the married Donalds are like, Ashley, mmm. How about um, how about Tyler's? Tyler. It's my, my son's name. Uh-oh. What do you think? He's 30 years old today. Happy birthday, Tyler. Oh, happy birthday, Tyler. What are you going to do special for him? Um, well, we, we gave him birth. Um, gave him life. So anything, we were with any, him last night. Nice, uh, yeah, we were with uh, him last we're not night. About punishments, we right? celebrated last last week as well. <laughs> He's got his own family. That's very nice. Excellent. Yeah. So, uh, guess what you think your number is, Bill? Uh, probably I'll, in the top ten. I'll tell you that Darcy didn't didn't make the list. It's very unfortunate. If you're going to be having children in the next few days, I'm going to go with number eight. You're going to go with number eight. Nope. What do you think? You made it in the top 20? Well, come on. I don't want to guess again. Just tell me. I'm in the top 10. I got to be in the top 10. Well, I'll run down the names here of the top 10. Okay. Right? And this is popular birth names from 1923 through 2022. Oh, hell. So we we got a chunk of time here. James is number one. Then Robert, John, Michael, David... William. Yeah. Number six. See, I was number eight. I was close. Yeah. All right. Richard, Joseph, Joe, Tom, Chris. Right? Okay. All those all those names. Yeah, yeah. Those are very common names, right? Mm-hmm. But it makes it hard from a stereotype standpoint to think about, you know, who's your typical Chris or John or Mike, right? You wouldn't think That's a typical Chris and no. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's those names right. that are more stereotypical when you think about it, like a Dylan or a Kyle. Well, see, that's so like in the last maybe 20, 30 years, those yeah. have been popular. Right. And then like you you're going 100 older, years yeah. back. Clarence, Morris. Are they on there? Gene, Samuel, Frank. Let's go with like a little more uh, like in the past, like our generation, because we're going back a couple of generations here with this Calvin. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I was kidding, but yeah. <laughs> All right, so, so, let so, me get some girls' names. Okay, I'm going to go to the yeah, top five, yeah. and I bet you I will get three out of the five. All right, let's go. Okay, we got Mary. That's we number one. We got Mary. We got Anne. Anne. Really? No, Anne. No, Anne. Oh, sorry. You can, get, you can get at least one of these should be. Okay, uh, Jennifer. Yep, that is number three. Uh, I don't think you'll get any of these Catherine. Else. Let's open it up here to the top ten just okay, to make yeah. it easy for you. Catherine. No. Kathy. Karen. Karen's, Karen's number up there. 10. Wow. Okay. Karen is the 10th most popular You know where that came? Name. When did it become a bad name? When did it? I know when it did. There was one particular Karen, and then it all No, blew, I, I think up. what happened is the movie uh, Goodfellas. Okay. Tell Karen. You know, because uh-huh. that's where it came yeah. from, I think. And, and you know the male version of Karen is? Darcy? 
<laughs> Sorry. Bill. <laughs> no. No, I think it's Kyle. Kyle and Karen. Kyle. Don't, don't be either one of those two. And you're Hi, I'm Kyle. Change. This is my wife, Karen. And uh, there's is no, your manager in? There's I'm, no problem with changing your name. It's okay. Unless it's Darcy, which, you know, they, they've made illegal or something. I don't know. Um, but that is a great start to understanding a little bit about names. So we're going to launch this <laughs> po- comedy podcast, making fun of my name. We're going to bring in some uh, other names here mm-hmm. uh, and turn that into something funny. Have you um, had a situation where somebody's called you Darcy and they were expecting maybe somebody else? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, anytime where I, anytime. Don't, I, I don't start with Mr. Darcy, which you know, I've tried to make clear as, as much as possible. That's why you do that. Right. I mean, yeah, we started Mr. a whole Darcy movement, Silver. right? And then it became, yeah, that's mi- right. Misters and Mrs. and they's and them's and she's and hers. And, you know, it's good to establish, you know, who yeah. we are. Well, I like all the slash marks you passed your name because you could go either way if you wanted to with this name. I like it. So, you know. Yeah. Perfect. We're living in time to be, to, oh, to be open to those perfect. things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's important. You know, I, I have five kids, so we've gone through the naming process over and over and over and over again. And from past experience, you know, do we want to have that question? Do we want to have it be a strong name? Uh, you know, and I think the conclusion was, you know, not to make it as uh, universal as, as Darcy has been to make things easier for him, you know? Well, as easy as Darcy can make the world, the world make it easy for Darcy. Well, we should make the world better for everybody, I think, right? So through comedy, we'll make people laugh, and that will be a step towards it. Uh, Bill, thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you so much I, for having I'd me. I'd love to have you again if, you, if you, you'll survive that long, man. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Well, thank you again. Thank you for listening to the Love Seats Comedy Podcast. You can follow this glorious podcast at unlv.edu forward slash KUNV forward slash podcast and Love Seats on social media at Love Seats and Real Love Seats. And that's L-U-V-S-E-A-T-S. All one word. You've been a lovely audience. Until next time, share the love.